You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. E-S-N-Y. <laughs> Alright, what up? Welcome back. Episode 51 of the Wide Ride Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Honey. As always, of Elite Sports New York and the Elite Sports Radio Network. What a win. What a win for Big Blue. Giants beat the Eagles 27-17 this past Sunday at MetLife Stadium. First time beating Philly since 2016. They finally broke that curse. Uh, Giants now, with this win, are in second place in the NFC East at 3-7. and seven. With Philly still in first place, not too far ahead of them at three five and one. Uh, so this this win jumped the Giants jumped from last place in division to second place, uh, which is huge. Which is huge because you know they are going to be now playing for a playoff spot down the stretch. This win sort of defined that. You know it was big. It was obviously clutch to beat Washington a second time. This win over Philly sort of is what was going to define the course for the rest of the year. Now the it's getting serious. Now the Giants are going to be playing for a playoff spot and going to be playing for this division down the stretch, which is crazy considering how they started, which is crazy considering how they, you know, they began the year 0 and 5. Uh and yeah, so it, Giants are now going to be playing for a playoff spot most likely. They're second in the division right now, and to be honest, they're I think they're the best team in this division. I think they're better than Washington. We all know that. You know, that's the only team they seem to beat anymore. Uh, they're, we know they're better than Philly. And I'm not just saying that because they beat them once. I'm saying that because, you know, we saw in this game alone, Giants offense was better than them. Giants quarterback was better than Carson Wentz. Uh, Giants defense was better than the Eagles defense. Giants offensive line was better. Giants were just better than the Eagles in most areas of the game. So I, I I think they're a better team than Philly. And then Dallas, they're definitely a better team than Dallas. Dallas' defense is horrible. Dallas doesn't have a quarterback. Dak Prescott obviously out for the year. So yeah, Giants head into their Week 11 bye. Probably the best team in the NFC East, which is huge considering they're going to be playing for a playoff spot down the stretch. What did I like in this game? What did I like in this big 27-17 win over the Eagles? Mostly everything. There are maybe one. There's maybe one thing I did not like, which I will get to, but for the most part, I pretty much liked everything I saw out of the New York Giants, including Daniel Jones, who played probably his best game of the year. Twenty-one of twenty-eight for two hundred forty-four yards. Didn't throw for any touchdowns, but he ran one in on the ground. The opening possession had that thirty-four-yard touchdown run on the zone read keeper. Uh, had sixty-four rushing yards and nine carries total. The zone read keepers, I think the Giants should obviously be utilizing them more if they can because they seem to work and Jones is athletic and he can get outside the pocket and he can run and he can lower his shoulder if he needs to. 
I think he needs to be careful with that and slide more, but he's aggressive and he's tough and he's athletic. He can do it. I think the zone read keepers work, and I think they need to be utilized even more. Uh, And the big story was that he didn't turn the ball over. For the second straight game, Daniel Jones did not turn the ball over. And what happened in these two straight games where he didn't turn the ball over? They won. There were numerous games this year where the Giants fell within one possession, and it was because Daniel Jones turned the ball over a few times. You know, those turnovers are missed opportunities. They're drives that could have led to points for the Giants and didn't. So when you have multiple turnovers and you're losing every one of those games where you have multiple turnovers in by one possession, it's not a great look. So the fact that he didn't turn the ball over now for two straight games is great. Uh, What else is great? Offensive line's improving. I think, you know, the Andrew Thomas and Shane Lemieux are improving. I think the group as a whole uh, is starting to develop each and every game. It's for some reason, this sort of rotation that they use at tackle and guard with Matthew Parrott and, and Will Hernandez came in. Will Hernandez came in because Kevin Zeitler was hurt. But, you know, these rotations that they use at, at guard and tackle, for some reason it's working. And that goes against what offensive lines are about. Offensive lines are about continuity and chemistry and developing that chemistry and working well together through thick and thin. And it's not about subbing people in and out. But somehow the Giants are subbing people in and out, and they're getting the job done, and they're improving. Uh, I thought Wayne Gallman had another good game. Giants got to... I think the Giants are starting to use him a little bit more. Uh, he rushed the ball for 53 yards and 18 carries, had the two touchdown runs. He's He, he runs the ball hard. So does Alfred Morris. I think they got to utilize them even more than they already do. So take the pressure off Daniel Jones, utilize the run game. That works. So, uh, as I said before, offensive line is improving. Jones only sacked three times, which is not, I mean, that's, that's three more than you want. But, you know, at the same time, some of the sacks are still Jones's fault. He's got to get rid of the ball quicker, and he's got to learn to throw it away. That'll come with time and experience, but it's still something that needs to be done now. Uh, and Darius Slayton had a great game. 93 yards, five catches. Believe he had two catches for 23 yards the last time this this team played the Eagles, um, and uh, he put that game in the rear view, and he played great this past Sunday. The defense was also fairly strong, uh, not fairly strong. They were strong. Okay, they didn't force any turnovers, unlike last week. But what they did do is they got pressure on Carson Wentz, and they forced him to make mistakes, which I have been saying. Whole year, get pressure on the quarterback consistently, and that quarterback will make mistakes. I'm not saying Carson Wentz turned the ball over because he didn't, but he overthrew a number of his receivers, and he had a bad game. It's simple as that. Carson Wentz had a bad game. Giants got pressure on him, and he was and he and it led to him making mistakes. That's how it works, and that Giants got to keep that in mind. Um, down the stretch. And uh, Wentz, is, Wentz has just had a bad year. Let's be real. Let's be. Let's tell it like it is. Let's be honest with ourselves. Wentz has had a bad year. There's no doubt about that. I mean, he's had, I think, per pro football focus, he's had 23 turnover-worthy plays. Uh, no other quarterback has had more than 13. That's not great. <laughs> it's not ideal. 
I mean, Giant fans, Giant writers, Giant podcasters complain about their quarterback turning the ball over. Carson Wentz is even worse. A lot worse. Um, and, you know, unlike Daniel Jones, unlike the Giants have done with Daniel Jones, because he's only in his second year, Philly paid Wentz a ton of money. So they're stuck with him. So have fun with that, Eagles. Uh, I did not... So this is the one thing I didn't like in this game. Did not like how the Giants defense couldn't contain the run. Uh, Miles Sanders rusher 15, uh, 15 carries, 85 yards, 5.7 yards per carry. Boston Scott remains a giant killer. I believe he's had seven career touchdowns now, six against the Giants. Uh, so 63 yards on three carries, including the 56-yard touchdown run. So that was the one thing I didn't like. Giants didn't contain the run very well, but their secondary was able to sort of make up for that. James Bradbury was fantastic, as usual, only allowing two catches for 10 yards all game when the Eagles targeted him. And the Giants secondary as a whole, I believe, did a great job covering Travis Fulgham. Fulgham only caught one ball for eight yards. He's been the Eagles' leading receiver this year. And the Giants pretty much shut him down. But the biggest, the best, and the most important statistic of this game is the fact that the Giants didn't allow the Eagles to convert a single third down conversion. That's right. Eagles were 0 for 9 on third down. I believe they were 1 for 3 on fourth down, but whatever. 0 for 9 on third down. And not being able to get off the field on third down is what kills defenses. It's what killed the Giants defense in the beginning of this season. The unit, that unit could, they just could not get off the field on third down whatsoever in the first couple weeks. But in this game, they were perfect at it. Every third down, they got off the field, or at least stopped them and you know, forced them to go for it on fourth down, which proved to be huge in what was a huge win. You got to get off the field as a defense. And you got to limit the time of possession. You got to limit the opportunities that the opposing offense is going to have, and vice versa, give your offense more opportunities and more time to make plays and ultimately win the game, and that's exactly what the Giants defense did on Sunday. Giants won, and as a result, Giants won the time of possession battle by three minutes. Giants were, according to the score.com, Giants had the ball for 31 minutes, 43 seconds, while the Eagles had it for 28 minutes, 17 seconds. So that was huge. As I said, probably, no, not probably, definitely the most important statistic of this game. Giants allowing the Giants forcing the Eagles to go 0 for 9 in third down. That's enormous. I don't think people get that really. You got to get off the field as a defense. The Giants did that on Sunday. Uh, so yeah, huge win, a win that had a game that had numerous important you know aspects tied to it. Despite the fact that either team had just had a combined five wins entering the game, uh, a win that the Giants desperately needed to ha- desperately needed to achieve. And they got the job done. So, uh, where do they go from here? Well, Giants now have their Week 11 bye. And they do not play until November 29th when they take on the Cincinnati Bengals on the road in Week 12. So, this is now a great opportunity for the Giants to rest up and also figure out some injured reserve-related moves. Are they going to bring back O'Shane Zimenez? What about Tay Crowder? Uh, Xavier McKinney, possibly. Xavier McKinney, who the Giants drafted in the second round of this year's draft. Uh, Safety out of Alabama. Probably the best safety in this draft. Has not played a game. Has not played a snap yet this year. Um, 
and uh, he's been on injured reserve. So there's a possibility they could bring him back. Remember, they have to designate him for return, and then they have a 21-day period uh, to bring him back thereafter. So the Giants have done that with Tay Crowder. The Giants have started the 21-day clock with Tay Crowder, but not O'Shane Zimenez or Xavier McKinney. So we'll see if they will, um, if they get that done. O'Shane Zimenez obviously dealing with a shoulder injury. Tay Crowder dealing with a hamstring injury. And Xavier McKinney fractured his foot in August. And I believe Ryan Lewis still has one more game on IR, so he'll at least miss the Cincinnati game, and then they could possibly bring him back thereafter. Devontae Freeman has two more games to miss, so the Cincinnati game. And in Week 13, I believe they play Seattle. I would have to double-check that. Uh, But either way, Ryan Lewis still has one more game on IR, at least Devontae Freeman, at least two. But the Giants could possibly bring back Ocean Zimenez, Tay Crowder, Xavier McKinney, and have even more defensive firepower going up against Cincinnati. So yeah, Giants can rest up, potentially bring some guys back ahead of a very winnable game against the Bengals on the road in Week 12. And uh, as far as that game is concerned, we will be previewing that later next week. Okay, so as we usually do, usually put out the preview for the upcoming Giants game a couple days before the game. If it's a Sunday, we usually put it out on Thursday and Friday, so we'll do that next week. Later on this week, since there's no Giants game, the preview will be doing a sort of new will be doing a news related podcast just talking about different stories within the in and around the Giants organization that occurred this past week. We'll get into the Andre Baker news on um, whatever happens later on. Uh, do I think the Giants can win this upcoming game? Absolutely. As I said before, it's a winnable game. But they do need to take advantage of the bye week, rest up. Uh, Giant, the organization as a whole, the, the coaching staff, and they're going to need to make uh, the right decisions as far as the injured reserve-related moves that I just mentioned previously. Uh, so let's hopefully let's hope the Giants take advantage of this opportunity to rest up. And they come out firing on all cylinders against Cincinnati and route to potentially improving to four and seven on the year and possibly moving into first place in the division, which would be insane, especially after going 0 five. Uh, but until that game, until our till later on this week, thank you so much for tuning in to episode fifty one of the Wide Right Podcast. As always, I am Ryan Honey of Elite Sports New York and the Elite Sports Radio Network. Follow me on Twitter. At Ryan Honey E S N Y. That's at Ryan Honey E S N Y. Listen to and subscribe to the Wide Right Podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. And I'll talk to you guys in a couple days.